Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 4 of Make Up Your Own Mind. This is Nick, as always, wanting to greet you back to this next episode. Uh, this week we're going to talk about a little bit what discourse actually is. I constantly mention on the show that I wanted to create an environment where we could have healthy discourse all over again because, well, it seems like this world really doesn't know what it is to just have regular discourse anymore. Not to be confused with intercourse, you sick pervs. And I also wanted to mention, in lieu of the other episodes that I've done, uh, a little bit more about what happened with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine that I'm sure you've all heard about in the news at this point. So sit back, relax, or not. I mean, you can get offended if you wanted to, that's fine. But regardless, thank you again for listening, and this is episode 4 of Make Up Your Own Mind. Let's talk about discourse, let's talk about Johnson & Johnson. So again, welcome back to episode four of Make Up Your Own Mind. My name is Nick, uh, and as always, I wanted to just start my episode off by saying thank you to everyone that's taken the time out of their busy schedule to actually listen. Can't believe I've actually gotten up to four episodes at this point, pretty much doing this all by myself. So I do appreciate you know everyone that takes the time and actually comments and creates discussions with me over it. The idea is that I don't believe that there is a right or wrong answer to a lot of these things that are kind of happening in today's world, and that's kind of what brought me to this concept of what is healthy discourse, and just to kind of break it down for you guys, it's really simple, honestly. Discourse is just conversation, essentially. There's really no right or wrong way for discourse, for example. When I was in college, when I was in Monmouth University, I took a course called Critical Discourse. And essentially what it was, was to basically create things that were virtually on the controversial side and say, argue for it one way or the other. What my professor didn't tell us, though, is we argue for one side of that same argument. And then our next assignment was to turn around and argue for the other side. The idea here is is that in this country, there is no universal fix-all way to do things. There are going to be different opinions on things, whether they are right, wrong, black, white, gray, blue, otherwise. The thing is, is there's no cookie-cutter way to solve pretty much any problem nowadays. The problem is with today's news people, talking heads, informational people, influencers... You name it, you've seen one, you've probably dealt with one, you've probably watched a video by a couple at this point. They're going to tell you to think about something the way that they do, with virtually no other existing way of thinking about things. Since we've been stuck in this situation, especially nowadays, that I won't even get into a lot of the other things, but I just, I'm going to use COVID as my baseline. A lot of people seem to just think that it's one way to think about how certain things are being handled with it. But when it really comes down to it, there could be other ways, but it just seems to be shot down if you don't think a certain way about it. There's plenty of other arguments and research behind it that, you know, I feel almost as though are stifled in a way that people don't want you to see for some odd reason, whether or not their whole crazy... Com almost convoluted theory of them just wanting to keep us locked down, you know, isn't crazy enough. There's just a lot about what's been happening that just doesn't... 
uh, it doesn't just jive well. I mean, so the thing is, in this country, we have this beautiful approach, basically, of everything that, you know, we say that we could disagree on something, but it, it was even famously quoted, I may disagree with what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say that. We have the opportunity here to disagree, and that's fine. I mean, I think that's totally okay, because there is no one way to solve a problem, as I've said before. You might not necessarily agree with all the nuances of how to fix something that's a problem, like COVID or like social inequities or something like that. But if there is a solution that's presented that does everything and it pretty much takes care of everything, you probably should at least open your mind to thinking a little bit more in that way. Now, I'm not saying you have to openly embrace every aspect of everything that everyone tells you, because that just would be defeating the whole purpose of discourse. The thing is, you have to do your own research, find out your own information on things. Media nowadays is very biased, no matter where you view it, no matter if you say it from a right-wing standpoint, from a left-wing standpoint. It's almost guaranteed that there is some kind of bias on any kind of news that you are seeing. It could be written news, it could be digital news, it could be video news, it could be news like myself. What I really want people to do, and my goal here, in this presentation that I do weekly now, I guess I'll call it, is to tell you guys that if you keep an open mind to things, you'll start to see that whether or not you follow one of the, you know, the traditional two-party system ways, or if you follow your own mind do your own research and look into things, you're probably not going to agree with every single thing that you see on the news. I mean, it's just a matter of you kind of going out and finding what you think about it. I mean, and base it off of actual factual and statistical things that are coming out. Don't just do it because, oh, I follow this so-and-so on whatever media platform and they said this of that. Don't that shouldn't guarantee how you think about something. People have different circumstances in their lives, financially, religiously, I'd even go as far to say, but you have to have your own mind going into any kind of discussion. Because if you just blindly believe what everyone wants you to do, it's kind of like that age old saying that I'm sure everyone's parents told them at least once. If all your friends went to the bridge and jumped off, would you go follow along and jump off too? You can't have the same mind as everyone because your situation is not the same as everyone. And granted, I'm not saying that you should always have a mind of your own that prevents you from being able to advance, but there are people, and you know, if we're going to stick in the political realm of things... People, I feel like, aren't the traditional followers of how politics seem to run nowadays. I can guarantee you, if you consider yourself to be conservative, you're not going to be the one that aligns with every single thing that conservatives, especially the mainstream ones that you hear about and see every day, are going to believe in. As well as, you're not going to be a liberal-minded person or someone that believes in more socially minded things that totally 100% agrees with all the lead people of that mindset. 
mean, I like to think I lean typically more conservative, but I fall more center, I think, because I really don't follow in those kind of cookie-cutter traditional ways of things. There are just some things that kind of need to almost advance, but then there are some things in that realm that probably should stay the same and just be a little more tweaked to fit the world of today. For instance, and I mean, I'm sure that I'm going to get a lot of flack about this one from certain people, I don't believe in that whole realm where these people that are traditionally like conservatives, conservatives that believe that like, you know, religion is the be all end all and like, you know, it should be included in everything and blah, 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 blah. Look, I'm not saying that I'm totally a religious that I don't believe in, like, you know, any kind of religious um, research of any kind, you know, out of the texts and stuff like that. But there's a part of you, you know, that can't help but be skeptical about it. I mean, there is really no concrete evidence of this is what happened. It's literally just stories written by other people about other people. I mean, it's the best third-hand account you could ever find, really, I mean, for the most part. The thing becomes is it's it's a great, almost kind of in a way, it's a good method of morals to have. It's a great system to have, you know, if you want to be like a half-decent person. But I don't think it should control all your outwardly things in the world. Sure, if you want to believe in that, that there is something greater than, you know, what happens here on this side of things, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But that shouldn't dictate every single thing that you do in your life as well as how everyone else should live their own life. But that's just it, though. I mean, you know, it's it shouldn't be that one thing that you go along with and follow. There's nothing wrong with wanting to believe that there is something greater than what you see now and how you live now and everything, and that's 100% fine. But... In today's society and how things are changing and evolving and, you know, technology and all that stuff like that, I think it's just something that's kind of nice to have for yourself. It shouldn't really control everything that's going on in the world still. I think as a society, we could kind of move past, you know, that kind of stuff in a societal way. Nothing, again, nothing wrong with believing in some form of religion or something like that, but... In terms of just like I said, kind of op- keeping, 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 listen to me, keeping your own mind about stuff, just, just think, like, you know, there is always something you could look into, there is research you could do, and just in general, just think about something. Does this make sense? Was, is this something I would recommend to someone else? If I think about it in this light, would it still make the same amount of sense? That's really what I'm trying to get at here when I tell you guys to form your own opinions in your own conversations. That's basically the pinnacle of what I want everyone to think about when they're having healthy discourse. Don't let your opinion solely be the opinion that someone else gives to you unless you wholeheartedly are behind and agree with it. And by doing so, you've looked it up on your own, you found your own research, and you thought, okay, you know, this makes sense to me because of this. Don't just say, well, you know, the Kardashians told me this and I saw it on their show, therefore it must be true. I 
hate people that just religiously follow the Kardashians for no reason. They literally have contributed nothing but freaking dead airspace to this world. And yet people love them. People follow them. Don't know why. But I digress. Another discussion for another day. Another topic. Whatever. So just when you listen to these shows, and in any given circumstance in real life, think about healthy discourse. Think about your own way around a certain discussion or a certain argument. There isn't always that cookie-cutter method, as I've said before. Just because one person tells you or a group of people tell you to think of something that way, you are allowed to think and object to how they think. And it might not be the whole thing. It might just be parts of it. There might just be portions of it that you do not agree with. And when you live in this country that we live in, that's the best part about living in this country we live in. The foundation of this country is on free thinking and free speech. You don't have to worry about some governmental force coming into your house and killing you because you don't agree with what they have to say. Anyway, so that is my portion on discourse. I would love to hear if any of you guys have anything to add or would like to say about that. Would really appreciate that if I got some comments or even some discussion based on just that part alone. I cannot end this week's episode, however, without getting into a little bit of a follow-up to the discussion on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I talked to you guys, I believe it was last week's episode, about how I was vaccinated and everything, and I was indeed one of the people that got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. That was back in March, and as to that point, they were relatively still on the hard side to get. Uh, you had to have certain health issues, certain work, blah, 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 that basically said you had to get it for basically your own health and safety reasons. Now, as we've been moving along and things have obviously been progressing, there's been more production within the vaccine world and pharmaceuticals world and whatever as time has been going. They are more available, and within the next, I think actually tomorrow, I believe, it should be available to virtually everyone. I don't think there's going to be any more stoppages or limits on who could actually get vaccinated, and there's at least four main ones right now that are being distributed. Uh, the Moderna one, which is a two-shot, the Pfizer, which is also a two-shot, the Johnson & Johnson right now, which I'm going to get into why we can't get that one right now, but it's a one-shot. And there's an AstraZeneca vaccine, which I think is one shot, but it's more uh, in Europe. They're trying to get patents so that they could be used here for emergency authorization and that whole Kit Kat and caboodle over there. But So here's the thing right now. In this country, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine has been distributed to roughly about 7 million people. You only have to get the one shot. You don't have to make a secondary appointment. As far as they're saying right now, I mean, this could very well change. This is one of the few that doesn't need some kind of like booster or yearly update. I'm sure at some point as more information is available, they're going to have to have yearly shots with everything. Because, I mean, I think this is going to almost kind of become like another flu vaccination. The thing is with the Johnson & Johnson one is that in those 7 million doses that have been put out now, there have been six, I believe it's six cases of women, 20, I believe, 20 or younger. It's it's a younger age group that are allegedly developing 
blood clots from the vaccination because the only thing that I'm assuming they could see that has changed in their life since they've gotten, uh, you know, since they've gotten vaccinated is the vaccine itself. And they've developed some kind of blood clot related disease that causes whatever. I don't know exactly what it is. I know it's causing them blood clots. I don't know the specifics of it. I just wanted to mention that, of course, that, you know, this is creating all kinds of panic and chaos within that realm. The thing becomes, though, and I mean, I'm not trying to downplay anyone that gets any kind of serious conditions that, you know, could cause them any kind of harm. I mean, out of the six cases, I believe five of them have been put under control. They're living or they've taken care of it in some way. There was only one reported death out of the six. So now, break it down a little bit here. Seven million people have received the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Six of those people, and it's not even proven that the Johnson & Johnson is like that magic bullet that caused them to get these blood clot-related issues and stuff like that. So that means that it's one in every almost one and a quarter million people are having issues. So if you're a betting man or a betting woman or a betting dog or a betting cat, whatever you want to call yourself at this point, those odds are very much on the side of people getting vaccines still. they I mean, I could see why they would want to pull it from the market, you know, just so that there's no blowback of, well, you knew this was, you know, happening. Why didn't you do anything? There really is no given proof, again, that this is what physically caused all this to happen. It just seems to be the only thing that has changed for those people. The thing is, when you have such a small percentage of something like that going on, I mean, to stop it and just to say, like, you know, this is why we're stopping it, you're going to create even more hesitancy towards something that seems to at least be pushing things back in the right direction. I get it. You don't want it to be on your head as that pharmaceutical company that's distributing this. You want to get proactive and you want to get ahead of these kind of things as it happens, which is fine. But when you come out and you say, this is what happens, this is why we're pulling it or we're pausing it is what they're saying. We've paused distribution of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. What happens is it tends to make people that are already hesitant to get something like this even more hesitant now because they're wondering, well, you know, I could go and get this and that could happen to me. That could be something that I might have to deal with. The problem becomes is that even in a regular society without COVID, COVID vaccines and all that stuff, the numbers are still relatively high of people commonly getting blood clots due to other health-related issues, uh, gender-based issues, just in, in health in general age. I mean, things become like, you know, there are certain things that certain people get just in terms of ethnicity, age, gender. Uh, I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to pretend like I'm going to say, oh, you know, this is what caused this, you know, that that's not the case. The problem is when you create more hesitancy with these people that are already on the fence about even getting vaccinations, you're going to make it even harder to push the problem out. I have a wedding that we're, you know, I'm going to be in. I'm actually the guy, you know, I'm I'm the groom. I'm getting married this year. We've been so, so, so worried about how all this stuff is going to end up playing out because of 
the issues that COVID's created. It's been an absolute, not nightmare, but it's been a roller coaster ride to try to get everything situated and make sure that we're in the right place with everything. And it's just so, so, so difficult to even get us to where we're at now. What I'm saying is here is that people need to have some kind of thought into this before we all go panicking and thinking that, you know, oh, well, now these vaccines are going to kill everyone. With a low percentage like that, I mean, granted, it is unfortunate and it is horrible that these people have had to suffer any kind of repercussions trying to protect themselves against whatever COVID has become to everyone at this point. I'm not even going to front. I am literally at that point post-exhaustion point because I've worked every single day since COVID started. I have not missed any work. I have not had a day off that wasn't already requested off. But even when you're off, you still have to deal with COVID because when you're at work or if you're off work, it's still there. The thing that I'm trying to push here is that we need to keep things moving in the right direction. By them putting a pause on something that literally has such a little significant, such a little bit, such little bit of significance. There's what I was trying to say. You kind of not only push that hesitancy, but now there's one less version of something that puts a lot of other things on hold. There are multiple amounts of drugs that people take on a daily basis to deal with all kinds of different conditions. You know from heart problems, to liver problems, to kidney problems, you name it, I'm sure that they're on something daily that they have to take that probably runs a hell of a lot worse risk than what we're hearing and in such a small testing size. I'm not saying to totally discount the people that might have had these issues, but unless they could prove that it was actually caused directly by the vaccine... And there wasn't any pre-existing medical problems that these people might have had that, you know, either expedited or pushed across the problem even more so. You really should just say, you know, there's a slight, slight, slight chance of this. I mean, isn't it with every pretty much medication in the world today, there's some chance of something horrendous happening or death of some kind? It's kind of just the chance you take really with medicine in general. I mean, I don't want to make it seem like, you know, it's totally just absently doing, you know, just doing this just to get it over with. But people are getting tired. People don't want to deal with this anymore. If this is really our only route to start at least in the right direction of moving out of what we're currently stuck in, we need to kind of move past the small little what ifs and kind of move into bigger and better things at this point. Because we're now past a year, and it still feels like almost nothing's changed to this point. And I think the more and more little things like this happen that stop the vaccine, the problem becomes on top of that is now that people are not only seeing that they're putting holds on these things, but they're looking at their places as a whole. And it's not every place, because as I've said in previous episodes, there are places that really hardly had any restrictions and now are living virtually mask-free and restriction-free and, for the most part, have not seen any significant change, you know. That's none of my business, though. But when you're living in a state like the one I live in, good old New Jersey, and you're not seeing much changing other than, you know, slight raises in impact limits and stuff like that and just 
it makes you wonder, what are we doing here? Because now we can't distribute as many vaccines, so that's slowing everything down. But we're still one of the highest infection places in this country, so... I don't know. Just not anything I wanted to really carry too much over on, but I figured since I already talked about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, because I hadn't gotten it myself, it just would be an interesting kind of point to take on, because it was a current event thing that just happened, so... All in all, I say just if that's what we got to go and if that's the course that they have to take about it, just think about it for yourself. Look into the vaccine. Find out if it has things that you're actually allergic to or wouldn't be able to take for whatever reason and make your own opinion about it. Don't let all these people scare you nowadays. They tell you, oh, well, you know, there was these six cases, you know, of these deadly blood clots or whatever it is. When you really look at it on the whole... I mean, 7 million people receive those vaccines. Again, I reiterate this point. 7 million people have received these vaccines. Six people out of that 7 million. Granted, we don't know if there are any more that may not have noticed or anything, but there are six of them out of the 7 million that have been reported. That's literally less than one per every one and a quarter million people. I think we need to move past the whole fear part of it and kind of move into working past where we're currently stuck at. I wanted to once again say thank you to everyone that listens to this every week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you comment, and I hope you start a little bit of a conversation with me yourself. It's what I look forward to every time I post a show, and I just really hope that you keep in mind that healthy discourse has never hurt anyone, doing your own research has never hurt anyone, and in general... You don't have to just fit in. You don't have to agree with what everyone says to fit in. Create your own opinion. That's what makes you cool and unique, man. (laughs) Peace out. This is episode four of Make Up Your Own Mind. Look out for some new content next week as well. This is Nick. Have a nice week. And remember, stay safe and take care of one another.